Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jaya Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Om Ajnanati Manandasya Gyananana Sadakya Shakshura Militam Yena Tasmahi Sri <coughs> I want to look at the uh, at the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, in many different ways, um, and I want to look at it through different lenses. Um, for example, we can look at the Chaitanya Charitamrita through the lens of the Gauraganadesh Deepika. Um, remember, the Gauraganadesh Deepika is the book that tells us who is who. And when we start to see that all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are actually also present in, uh, in the pastimes of Krishna, and we see what is their nature and what are their activities in the pastimes of Krishna, then that reflects back on... Uh, on the personalities in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Like, for example, we see that uh, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, he is none other than Brihaspati, the spiritual master from the demigods. So, learning is central in both identities. So, like this, we find these parallels between uh, the both pastimes. Oh. So the Gauraganadish Deepika is an important lens to look at the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Today, I want to look at the Chaitanya Charitamrita through the writing of Jagadananda Pandit. And um, we understand that Jagadananda Pandit is a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we understand that um, Jagadananda Pandit is, uh, is described, in, especially in the, um, in the Antilila, um, and where it shows the uh, particular mood of Jagadananda Pandit, who was uh, it's described just to be like Satyabhama in Vamyabhav, in the uh, in the hot left left wing mood, rebellious, and uh, Satyabhama then is found to be arguing with Krishna um, in the in the writings of Rupa Goswami. We find in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we find a reference how Rupa Goswami came to 
the town of Satyabhamapur. And when he was in Satyabhamapur, Rupa Goswami had a dream. And in the dream, this female form appeared and said that, I know that you are planning to write a drama about the pastimes of Krishna. But you should not write one drama, you should write two dramas. One about the pastimes of Vrindavan and one about the pastimes of Krishna outside of Vrindavan. It should be two separate dramas. So when Rupa Goswami woke up, he, he just realized Satyabhama appeared to me and Satyabhama instructed me to write two separate dramas. So he, he started writing the dramas in that way. Later, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also confirmed that he should write two separate dramas. And it is not so surprising because the Chaitanya Charitamrita makes a distinction between uh, the Krishna from Vrindavan, the Vraj Krishna, and the Vasudev Krishna from Dwarka. And that uh, the form of Dwarka is, is an expansion of Krishna, is, an, is another manifestation of Krishna and, and should not be seen as being, in, being the same. Uh, of course, simultaneously one and different. But now Krishna in Dwarka, as Vasudev Krishna is distinctly in a different mood and therefore not manifesting the same features as Krishna is manifesting in Vrindavan. All right, so Rupa Goswami writes his, uh, his dramas. And the first drama he writes is Vidakta Madhava. And it is, the, it is describing the mood of Radharani, the mood of separation in Vrindavan, and how Krishna is also in separation. They somehow are both in the forest, and Radharani is in a state of great separation, and Vishaka is with her, and trying to help her deal with this intense wave of emotions arising from separation due to previous attachment. And then there is, she makes a drawing of Krishna. Then Radharani's separation only increases because the drawing is also attractive and equally as the remembrance of Krishna. So now her, her transcendental madness increases twofold. And then, after some time, while she's wandering through the forest in this state, um, uh, Vishaka is, is struggling to keep her, keep her calm. Meanwhile, Krishna is also elsewhere in the forest with Sridham and with Madhumanga, and he's talking to Sridham. Isn't Radharani the most beautiful girl in the whole universe? And Sridham doesn't know what to say. And then Madhumanga, is sort of poking him and says, quiet, it's his sister. So Krishna is also not his normal self. Then Radharani in her ecstasy had written the name of Krishna with kumkum on, on a leaf in the forest. When Krishna finds that leaf, then he becomes so overwhelmed that he plays his flute and, and, and in reciprocation. Uh, and it expresses his deep love for Srimata Radharani. And when she hears that sound of the flute, she just totally loses it and says, what is this sound? What is this sound? And she becomes 
carried away. And uh, and then and then she says, I'm greatly condemned, I'm greatly condemned. I've simultaneously become attached to three three men, Purusatraya. And and you know, for this, for this, I I I better die. How can I how can I live like this? And then Vishaka says, No, no, they're not three personalities. They are one and the same, Radharani, one and the same. So we can see that each impression, each impression of Krishna is so overwhelming that it becomes just like a separate experience. And, and in this way, the separate experience become like separate personalities and that each live a life of its own in our heart. All right, that is the Vidakta Malav of Rupa Goswami. Then Rupa Goswami writes the second drama. Now, in the second drama, the pastimes out of Vrindavan, it's a little intense. It starts with a separation of the residence of Vrindavan for Krishna, and everyone is just, just, well, we have often heard that Radharani is on the verge of death, and, and that, you know, she just couldn't bear the heat of separation anymore, the burning fever of separation. In, in this case, Radharani, she dies. And then, and then experiencing all that, the other gopis also die. And they all reincarnate and appear as queens in Dwarka. And then Chandravali has become Rukmini. And Satyabhama, the younger queen, is, is Srimata Radharani. So in this way, uh, in this way, and the, the same dynamics play out uh, with, uh, with Rukmini, Krishna has a more formal relationship. Uh, and because she's the senior queen, whenever she's around, she demands, you know, the, the primary attention. And Satyabhama is the younger queen, takes the background position. And therefore still, just like in Vrindavan, stolen moments, stolen moments between Krishna and Satyabhama. Now, uh, we are here today and discussing Jagadananda Pandit and discussing how Jagadananda Pandit is that same Satyabhama and is in that same hot mood that Satyabhama displayed, uh, that mood of Vamyabhav, which is the mood of Srimata Radharani. And in that mood, Jagadananda was ready to argue with the Lord. Uh, and this argument with the Lord it started already in early life, early part of life. Um, if we read in the Prema Vivarta, we understand something about uh, Jagadananda Pandit, and we understand that he was a contemporary of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and that they even share uh, childhood pastimes in, uh, in Navadvip. And that even in these childhood pastimes, there was there was quarrel, uh, and that 
uh, and that uh, that uh, Jagadananda was angry and and fasting, and then that Nimai uh, would come and say, "Come, come to my house. Don't be angry." And he would eat something. You have to eat something and make him eat something. Make him drink and then send him away. Said tomorrow we will play again. So even early uh, early pastimes are described in Navadvip like that. And uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita is describing uh, how Jagadananda was not happy to see see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, or to treat him as a sannyasi in the sense that a sannyasi is limited by so many strict principles and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a very strict sannyasi. He would just eat very simple, he would just sleep on the earth and Jagadananda Pandit didn't like it. On one occasion Jagadananda brought some some oil, some oil, some sandalwood oil that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could uh, could apply on his head to cool his head. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, was saying, what can I do with this oil? I'm, he said to Govinda, uh, who has brought this oil? Oh, it is Jagatananda who had brought this oil. Now what can I what can I do with this oil? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, As a, if I put scented oil on my head, what will people say about my position as a sannyasi? I'll, I'll look like a visai, a sense enjoyer. No, no, I cannot use this oil. Why don't you tell Jagadananda to take this oil and bring it to the temple of Lord Jagannath? And there they can... Uh, they can burn it in the lamps of the deities. And in this way, this oil will be put to good use. So Govinda informed Jagadananda. And then Jagadananda came and collected the oil, and he took the oil and he smashed it on the ground in the courtyard of the house of uh, Kasi Misra, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was staying. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu... uh, Said, said, what is this? What is this? And then Jagadananda just said, there was no oil. And he was very angry and left. And then Jagadananda fasted. And he fasted for three days. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was getting concerned. And finally sent Govinda with a message. And the message was... Tell Jagadananda to please cook for me. He should come and he should cook for me. So when Jagadananda got the opportunity to serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then immediately, immediately he was ready to cook. And uh, and as he cooked, then afterwards, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arranged that Jagadananda could take the remnants of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And how could he turn down the remnants of the Lord. Uh, so in that way he broke his fast and in that way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pacified him. Later Jagadananda wanted Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to uh, 
to have a mattress and it became because it was cold and sleep in the winter on the ground and then well after after a lot of negotiation we made some sort of mattress from leaves which Jagadananda shred to strings uh, with his nails and then uh, tied in some cloths and then that became some sort of mattress on which Sri could lie instead of on the cold ground. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, later, when he was going to South India, different devotees uh, wanted to accompany Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then came out with a whole list why he was going alone. He said, Nichananda, I gave him my danda to look after, but he broke it. And, and Jagadananda, he tries to force me to accept all these things uh, which, I, which are not suitable for, for a sannyasi. And he gave also examples about others. Anyway, so Lord Chaitanya then went on his journey along the... He did... The devotees did manage to convince him to take, take a servant, uh, a brahmin and an assistant, um, someone who could carry the commando, someone who could cook, but that was about it. Yeah? So, um, we want to, after this introduction about uh, Jagadananda, I want to read a few things from the uh, Prema Vivarta. Sri Chaitanya's pastimes. Oh, let me just say first, Prema Vivarta. Um, prema means love, and Vivarta means transformations. So the book is describing the, the transformations of love. Um, it describes a number of pastimes also of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and I will uh, first read something about the transformations of love. And then I will uh, read something about those pastimes. And after that, uh, we will speak, uh, I will comment something. Sri Chaitanya's pastimes are more than Sri Krishna's pastimes. The transformations of love within them are the most intense. Intensifying the chaste Ladini Shakti lovingly enveloped Krishna with the heart and halo of Radha. Then golden Krishna appeared to fulfill his desires and felt more joy in Navadvip Dham than he does in Vraja. Sri Chaitanya is an extraordinary form of Sri Krishna, and Sri Krishna is a wonderful form of Sri Chaitanya. One day, the Lord smiled at me and said, You are the renowned queen of Dwarka. I'm a poor beggar. Why do you serve me? You will find hundreds of sannyasis like me. I said, stop your tricks. I'm a maidservant of Radha's feet. Do not speak that way. You stole the complexion of my Radha, you thief. I'm going to catch you and bring you back to Vraja. I want Radha's feet, but you want to push me aside 
and sent me to Dwarka. That is your play. I understand perfectly your act as a sannyasi. You want to trick us and serve Radha yourself. So, okay, so this, this portion is uh, dealing with that internal identity of, uh, of Jagadananda as Satyabhama and now, now speaking like that. Uh, and we can see, uh, uh, yes, the Lord smiled and said, you are the renowned queen of, of Dwarka. I'm a poor beggar. Why do you serve me? You'll find hundreds of sannyasis like me. Stop your tricks. I'm a maidservant of Radha's feet, uh, not a queen from Dwarka. Uh, you want to send me off to Dwarka. Uh, said, but I am the maidservant of, of Srimata Radharani. So in this way, the, uh, the book gives us some uh, internal insights into... Uh, into the love of uh, of Lord Chaitanya and the personality of Lord Chaitanya, who is there with his associates, um, who is there along with Satyabhama, who is there along with Gadadhar. Uh, and there is also a mention that Gadadhar is also an expansion of Srimata Radharani and that Gora Kadadar are representing Radha and Krishna. Mm. And uh, that brings up uh, a complex point because Gora Kadadar, Gora Kadadar um, being Radha and Krishna, and then Satyabhama being also in the mood of, uh, of Radharani, an expansion of Radharani. Um, how does that all work in these dual identities? And especially when there is uh, Madhurya, uh, when there is Madhurya Ras and the natural attraction between uh, Krishna and his, uh, and his associates. Right? How does that work? And it is said that the Goranga um, Nagaris are an apasampradaya of devotees um, who are trying to see, Krishna, see Lord Chaitanya as Krishna and see the associates, uh, at least some of them, as gopis and then see how they're hidden. There is that whole interaction. So when we bring up the topic of Gurukadada, then now it seems that there are hidden Radha Krishna dynamics in the uh, in the Panchatattva within the Panchatattva, and how do we deal with that? Um, is it that externally the Panchatattva is is all male and performing their male identities, but is it that between that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? who's sometimes in the mood of Radha and sometimes in the mood of Krishna is when he's in the mood of Krishna, uh, 
having some uh, that there is some hidden exchanges, some hidden Rasic uh, exchange going on with Kadada. Uh, this is because this would would nourish the uh, the Kuranganagar understanding. Uh, so, Sila Bhakti Siddhanta is very strong on this topic of in, in condemning Gauranganagar. Sila Bhakti Vinotakur is worshipping in his in, in his house in Godrum in Swananda Sukada Kunj. He is worshipping Gurukadadar. Oh. So, and also we see at the yoga pit on the side of the temple, we see uh, Gurukadadar deities that were also installed at that time by Bhaktivinotaku. So how do we deal with that? Uh, there is a song by Gurukadadar, by, uh, by Bhaktivinotaku, that when when Gora Gadadar, uh, when that that uh, that element in the relationship becomes active, that at that point they transform into Radhamadava and continue their pastimes like that. So that otherwise, Goranga, Goranga is predominated by the mood of of Radha himself. And Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta, as we hear through uh, through Bhakti Raksak Sridhar Maharaj in his writings, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta explained that um, Lord Chaitanya has stolen all all the qualities of Radharani. He has taken that left wing mood of Radharani. He then is now uh, himself. He is now himself uh, in that mood of, of tasting the intense love in Radharani. And that leaves nothing for Gadadhar. Gadadhar then is, uh, said, is almost like a shell of the personality of Radharani. The whole left, left wing mood is gone. All that is left is just the humble service mood. And in this way, Kadadar is never manifesting that quality of, uh, of Radharani. And therefore, Kadadar appeared on Amavasya, on the, the night of the dark moon, um, and which means not manifest. Therefore, Gadadar is very hidden, a very hidden identity. Anyway, that's about Gadadar. Now about Satchibama, um, obviously uh, similar dynamics. Huh? Although here in the writing uh, we find some description how how uh, how how. Uh, Jagatananda says, I am the servant of, of Srimati Radharani. Uh, 
I'm just serving her. I'm trying to serve her feet. But I can see now as a sannyasi, you are trying to, uh, to keep all that service for yourself. So then it sort of looks like here's Krishna. Uh, but Krishna in the mood of Radharani, Krishna now just forgotten that he's Krishna. He's now golden Krishna. He has now the uh, Radha Bhava Jutti Suvali Tam. He is now that uh, mood of Srimata Radharani. He is now, uh, now in the mood of the loving servant and experiencing the ecstasy of loving devotional service at the lotus feet of Krishna. All right, I cannot in one lecture cover a whole book. Uh, at least I'm not going to try and do that. I'm giving a few highlights from the Prema Vivarta. And uh, chapter 15 of Prema Vivarta is interesting because it describes a number of Goranga's pastimes that are not described in other, uh, in other biographies. Um, so in this way, the Prema Vivarta offers us uh, a, a, an angle on, on love of God. It, it offers us kind of deep personal insights in the intensity of the love of Lord Chaitanya. And uh, in that way, uh, we see that in Chaitanya Charitamrita, the pastimes of uh, Jagadananda are in the Antyalila, and uh, the Prema Vivarta also belongs in the Antyalila, uh, because the Antyalila is particularly dealing with the internal experience of love of God. Um, and, and it is like raging, like a storm within Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it is a very intense experience. And uh, the book of uh, Jagannanda, who, who was there in Jagannath Puri, um, reflects that mood. Um, so his, uh, so his, his writing belongs to the later pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, because he, he writes about uh, the intensity of that uh, mood of separation, which is bursting out of the heart. What is when you look at Murari Gupta's Kadacha and the Kadacha from uh, 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 no, and 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 the biography of uh, Vindavan Das Thakur, Chaitanya Bhagavad, then you get a lot of earlier childhood pastimes where the identity of the Lord is hidden, his love of God is hidden, and we just see, um, we see miracles that's, that Nehemiah is performing that indicate his divinity. We see his brilliance as Nehemiah Pandit, uh, which is also superhuman. So the early pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, in many ways are uh, highlighting uh, the divinity of the Lord. But now, in the Antilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, we are beginning to see love of God. 
In the Madhya Leela of the Chaitanya Mahabhu Tuksanyas, that love burst out and gradually it was qualified. Journey South India, meeting in Srirangam with Venkatabhata, then at the end of the Journey South India, meeting with Ramananda Roy, getting a full overview of love of God. And then we are in Ratiyatra. And we discussed the Viraha Bhav, the separation that is experienced there from both sides, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the mood of Radharani and Jagannath in the mood of Krishna, both a grace separation. And now I have got you. And now I will bring you back to Vrindavan. So, and now we get the... Uh, uh, we get the Prema Vivart, the tra- describing transformations of love. Um, and it is a fact, as Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami also described it, that the love of Lord Chaitanya took so many, so many forms, extraordinary forms. Some of the transformations that we find described are, are like, um, are, 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 on the physical plane, somewhere on the mental plane. Um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in the Gambira, his room in the house of Kasi Misra, and he was so ecstatic that uh, he was just losing control of himself. He didn't know, didn't know what he was doing, and he would just run out of the house looking for Krishna and then get, and then get lost and so on. So the devotees decided that at night they would lock the gates but then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so badly looking for the door and in his, in his ecstasy, he, he just uh, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't coordinate his actions and couldn't properly find the door. And he rubbed his face on the wall and his face was all injured. Then the devotees were so shocked that they appointed Sankarananda, no, uh, Sankar... Pandita, Sankar Panditas, to become the pillow of the Lord. And Sankar Pandit would keep the lotus feet of the Lord on his lap. Uh, because when the Lord rests and if a devotee becomes his pillow, then it's not the head that's on the pillow, and it's the lotus feet that are on the pillow. So Sankarananda was the pillow of Lord Chaitanya and the lotus feet of the Lord would be resting and he would hold them the whole night. And even if he would slightly doze, he would still hold them tight so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could not escape. And in this way, he would guard the Lord at night. Uh, the, the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was overwhelming. So Prema Vivarta is also adding to our um, information as to the nature of these uh, ecstatic transformations of love of God. And it also provides some history that we don't have um, in any of the other biographies. And he begins, he also describes certain things about pastimes in Navadvip. And uh, now I'll read something about that from chapter 15 in the uh, Prema Vivarta. Morning pastimes in Navadvip. I write whatever comes to my mind about Garanga's pastimes. Whenever it does, 
even if it is out of sequence. One day Mother Sachi very affectionately gave me the plate of Gora's remnants. I was delighted to receive uh, Goranga's prasad, and as I ate it, I felt as though I was tasting nectar. Will I ever eat such delicious food again? Mother Sachi made wild spinach, banana flour, taro with bowls of fried dal, ground taro, patal with neem leaves, and patties of fried dal in, in yogurt. Taro, I don't know. Taro, 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 taro. Tori. Okay, tori, tori, tori. Yes. Toro, Toro, Tori. So Tori, I know, Tori is, is a vegetable, which is a squash type of vegetable. Um, you compare it maybe to, uh, but it's a little curved and it's like a, like a zucchini, but uh, it, tastes, it tastes a little sweeter than, uh, than zucchini. It has a natural uh, sweet taste. Uh, Poto, Bottle is uh, is an egg-shaped vegetable um, with some seeds that can become hard, but when the portal is very, f and, and a kind of big round seeds like peas, but if the seeds, if it's very fresh, then the seeds are soft and the portal is very tasty um, and can be prepared in, in different ways. And um, Bengalis, they love portal. They eat portal every day. Portal, portal, portal. Ah, alu portal, portal with potatoes, portal with uh, stuffed portal, uh, and now portal with neem leaves, and then uh, daibada, uh, patties of fried dal in yogurt. Uh, oh, like this. Um, we find a description of how Sachimata cooked. Joyfully after eating, I walked like a swan in the company of Nitai, Goranga and their associates. Walking along the banks of the Ganges and chanting the Lord's name, we arrived in the village of Gadigacha. Govinda Ghosh played Murdanga. Vasudev Ghosh chanted the name and Gadadar and Vakreshwar danced. Hearing the sound of Hari Bol and cheering in all directions, everyone became mad with love for uh, for Gora. Gora Prema Sabha So, I do not know how to dance or sing. Still I dance with my arms upraised. Goranga enters my body and makes me do so. I do not have a sense of rhythm or tune. Still I dance, still I sing. I do not know what my moon like Goranga thinks. Hmm. So here we see um, dancing no longer aware of the external uh, circumstance, no longer consciously uh, making this move, make that move, no longer singing, being aware of what melody, um, just, just, just moving. No sense of rhythm, no sense of tune. Still I dance. Goranga enters my body and makes me do so. Still I sing. I do not know what my moonlike Gora thinks. We came to the village of Gadagachi 
and entered a neighborhood of cowherds. Gora said, devotees, listen. Today we will walk around the bank of this lake and then we will rest under this tree. There are happy cows under this banyan tree. Let us go and play with the coward boys. Many coward boys then came over and offered us yogurt, curd and butter, and our tiredness from walking was gone. Prajumna joyfully came over with Nasringananda and poor Tamarcharya joined us there, hearing the sound of the Merdanga. Everyone left their homes and came over, and the sound of Hari resounded in the sky. A very cordial coward boy named Bhima came forward and said, Dear sir, please listen. My mother Sham is a pious milkmaid and a daughter of virtuous milkman from Ganganagar. She calls Sachi I, mother, and always serves her. So you are my uncle. Dear uncle, let's go to my house. Come with your party and happily chant the name of Sri Krishna. I will feed you all the yogurt and milk my mother has in store and massage your feet. When Bhima became insistent and requested this for everyone, Gora went to his home out of love for the cowherd boys. The milkmaid Sham cheered and seated everyone in her cowshed. Sham said, learn it, elder brother. How is mother? Gora replied, she is well. She is well and began to dance. Sham laid out banana leaves and served yogurt and condensed milk. Nimai and the, and the devotees respectfully sat down to eat. After everyone finished eating, they strolled over to the edge of the lake, chanting the glories of the Lord. A coward boy named Ramdas came over and said, Our cows do not drink water from this lake. A fearsome crocodile comes out of this lake and our cows moo because they cannot drink the water. When Gora heard this, he chanted the name and the crocodile immediately became attracted to the chanting. The crocodile quickly got out of the water and came over to Gora's feet. Upon touching them, the crocodile turned into a child god. Crying, the child god prayed to the Lord. He recounted the tale of his sorrow and wept. The child god said, O Lord, cursed by Durvasamuni, I've been wandering in the form of a crocodile, making everyone tremble. Once when the great sage was resting in Kamyavan, I mischievously cut off his dreadlocks. The sage angrily said, take the form of a crocodile and suffer the reaction, the results of your actions for four ages. I cried and prayed to the sage. He graciously called me over and spoke to me. O oh, child God, when the son of Srinanda becomes the life and wealth of Sachi and Navadvip, you will be freed from my curse by, by his chanting. You will get a heavenly body again and return to the abode of the gods. Glory to the son of Sachi, the savior of the father, the supreme soul, the shelter of the humbly, lowly and shelterless. Your glorious resound throughout the 14 worlds. You've saved a soul as fallen as myself. You've descended here in Navadvip Dam, the best of all abodes, as the savior for the, of the age of Kali. You will deliver the souls of Kali Yuga by giving the name of the Lord. You've come, O Mahaprabhu, I bow to you. I've spent four ages in the form of a crocodile, O Lord, O Savior of the soul. Now you have delivered me. From your mouth, the name of the Lord is extremely sweet, and you've delivered innumerable souls, both moving and inert. Give me permission, and I will return to the abode of the gods. Seeing my father and mother there, I will be completely happy. 
So the child god obtained his original form and returns home. Having said this, the child god bowed and left, and the sound of the kirtan arose again. Seeing that it was midday, all the devotees went back to Mayapur with the Lord. Mm. So in this way, um, we find this this pastime described, and uh, we see how Lord Chita- how Lord Krishna um, also um, also um, he killed like a huge serpent that swallowed Nanda Maharaj, and then this serpent was also cursed and uh, was restored to his position as a vichadara. Um, here we see something uh, in the translation, um, we find a description of the child god. And I think also the word um, is, is used, sishu, uh, sishu. Uh, sishu is, is child or a boy. So we're not looking at a very, very small child, um, but a boy, because it is stated that in the in the heavenly planets, uh, um, everyone has youthful bodies, and uh, and also one doesn't take birth there uh, like a baby, and then have to uh, go through. Uh, through growing up and all that, and teething, and and, uh, and 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 all the things that one goes through in childhood, um, the uh, no, see um, the property explains that that is that's not like that. So, but it appears that there is some difference. At least he's he's like looks younger than his parents um, looks like a boy a boy and uh, all right let's read a little bit more seeing that it was midday all the devotees went back to mayapur with the lord the great soul who hear this pastime of lords of mahaprabhu become free from brahman's curses since then the lake has become widely known as Gora Daha, like Kaliya Daha in Vraja. The coward boy saw this pastime here and with the joy of intense divine love, they called Goranga Ungol, uncle and held him on their shoulders. Everyone saw the Lord's morning pastimes within and within them. They saw the essence of Balaram and Krishna's pastimes. They actually saw Govardhan and Krishna cowarding pastimes there on the bank of Manasaganga. The coward boys understood that the pastimes of Niha, Nimai are the pastimes of their dear Krishna, the son of Srinanda. Hmm. Okay. So in this way, some some pastime uh, described. And um, so because uh, Jagadananda was there in the final pastimes, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he was but one of the associates there in Jagannath Puri, um, even beyond the, uh, um, yeah, even beyond those years, <laughs> when the devotees from 
from Navadvip were not coming anymore. For six years, the devotees would come, and then for 12 years, they did not come anymore, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the most ecstatic. Anyway, so Jagannanda is, is very much there in, in Puri. One day, Raghunadas asked Swarup Damodar, What is love? Please teach me in essence. I cannot understand the love that Vichapati and Chandidas described. Now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to hear the poetry of Vichapati and Chandidas. Um, unfortunately, um, there have been other false Chandidases also, uh, a Sahaja and, and maybe others also who were also writing poetry. So sometimes it's difficult to figure out what is the poetry of the original Chandidas and what is the poetry of the Sahaja Chandidas. Um, but Chaitanya, so if we look for poetry of Chandidas, then we should uh, look at it with some care and, uh, and, and see if, if there are some Acharyas who have determined what is bona fide, what's not bona fide. Um, uh, anyway, the poetry of Vichapati then and Chandidas is describing uh, about the love and separation of, of Radha and Krishna. So, I cannot understand the love that Vichapati and Chandidas described. The love that I understand from their words externally is nothing more than the love between a man and a woman. How has that love been accepted as spiritual? And why do they call mundane lust divine? Mahaprabhu always sings their songs with you, but I do not understand them. The Lord put me in your hands and instructed you. Now teach him these precious hidden truths. Please help me understand the nature of love. Then it will be fulfilled behind my doubts. Sarup said, Dear Brother Raghunathas, confidentially I will reveal this truth to you. Neither I nor Ramananda, Gadadhar, Panit or anyone else will ever understand the love that the Lord revealed. Still, if Gorachanda mercifully takes control of my tongue and causes me to speak about this love, then you will know that the highest truth has been revealed to you. And when you hear it, Raghunadas, you will be overjoyed. So, I mean, that alone is very interesting. Um, that no one ever, uh, not Surupdham, neither I nor Ramananda, Surupdhamana speaking, nor Ramananda, Gadadhar Panit or anyone else will ever understand the love that the Lord revealed. Um, that is a fact. Because Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is displaying the love of Mahabhav. And that Mahabhav is what is experienced by Srimata Radharani. And none of the gopis, none of the gopis are experiencing that Mahabhav as Srimata Radharani is experiencing. Um, so no one can 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 fully under, fully experience the the depth of love that Srimata Radharani has. Her love is unique. So in that way, um, it makes sense what we are reading here. Um, know that Sri Krishna Karnamrita and the songs of Chandidas. Vijapati and Ramananda Roy are invaluable scriptures that contain no lust. They are repositories of love and by nature divine. All the descriptions of men and women within them are analogies and nothing more. Krishna is never present within descriptions of mundane lust, 
So consider the descriptions within them to be divine. If anyone, be they a man or a woman, takes pleasure in their material body, they can never understand this love. A guru who pretends to be Krishna doesn't understand pure love, and his worship is a trick of maya. Shukdamara continued, Love for Krishna is perfectly pure, like the pure water of the Ganges. It is an ocean of nectar. Within such pure love, there's not even a trace of mundanity. It's like a white cloth that is free from even a single drop of ink. Pure love is an ocean of joy. I've received one drop of, drop of it, and this drop floods the world. Loving the material body is merely a form of lust, and one's divine body will never be revealed by doing so. Those who are blinded by insincere love are far from having pure love. No one can get Krishna with such love. Know for certain that those who will still shed tears are only making a show of their fortune. The stimuli excuse me, of those who have love for Krishna are spiritual. Their gestures, ecstasy and emotions have spiritual forms manifest and play with their spiritual bodies. Lila Sukha is most fortunate. Krishna came before him and revealed the divine rasas of Raja to him when he gave up bodily pleasures and broke away from material paraphernalia. Krishna was greatly pleased by this. Vijapati and Chandidas rejected the tainted rasas of the past and attained divine rasa. They left behind the crude pleasure that existed previously, became captivated by divine love and attained service to Krishna. Um, basically, um, to get to the essence of this, when one is serving Krishna in some way or other, externally, but actually interested in atmendriya, in satisfying his own senses, uh, then there is simply lust. And one will, and if one is concerned with the happiness of his own senses, then one can never enter into, into the depth of Krishna's love and the love of Radha and Krishna. Even if one hears about it, even if one externally is performing a sadhana which is related to those those pastimes of Radha and Krishna and Vrindavan. One cannot know it. One cannot know it as long as one is Atmendriya. Uh, one must become Krishnendriya. Only Krishnendu, only one who is satisfying the senses of Krishna. And therefore, Swarga Apavarga Naraki Su Apitulya Tadarsina, who is equipoised uh, in heaven or hell, who is ready to do anything and everything for the service of the Lord. Oh, my dear gopis, yes, my dear Naradamuni, oh, Krishna has a headache. My dear gopis, he's asking for the dust at the feet of his devotees. Could you please give that dust? Oh, yes, oh, yes, Naradamuni, take it, take it. My dear girls, don't you know that that is a great offense? How can you give your dust to be put on the lotus, on the head, from your feet, on the head of Krishna? Don't you know that you'll go to hell for doing such a thing? The gopi said, that's, that's irrelevant. That is irrelevant. Let us go to hell. But if it can cure 
the headache of Krishna, we'll go to hell many times, many times over. In this way, uh, the gopis showed that only, only the satisfaction, only the pleasure of Krishna was all that was on their mind. And that is the unique nature of, of that love. Um, Those who are intoxicated by crude pleasures of the body do not attain the essence of devotion to Krishna. And Krishna, the flute player, does not become the object of their love. Let lightning strike the heads of those who pamper their bodies, pamper their bodies, who try to enjoy the bodies. They live the life of an insect, totally insignificant lives. When souls leave behind crude pleasures, serve Krishna, and see him playing the flute. They then attain the bodies of gopis and run to Vrindavan, leaving behind all their previous attachment. Okay, Mahaprabhu's verse in confirmation. I do not e have even a trace of love for Krishna, still, I cry to show that I have a great fortune. Without a glimpse of the face of that flute player, I carry on my meaningless insect-like life. Uh. People say love, 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 but who has understood love? Souls who can actually understand love become gopis in Vrindavan. These three syllables, P-R-I-T, and the word Piriti, are known throughout the worlds. Souls in whom they have entered become overwhelmed. What is shame or disgrace to them? Becoming gopis in Vraja and meditating with their spiritual bodies, they gave up all connection with matter. Paramore love develops when its basis, the lover and the beloved, are pure. Paramore love does not exist, exist anywhere except Raja. It's forever incompatible with Lakshmi Devi in Vaikunt. So this Parakiyaras now is described. So Parakiyaras is very complicated um, because externally it is abominable. Uh, forbidden relationship between men and women, not married, not Swakiya. Uh, the marital relationship, no, no, the paramour relationship, the forbidden relationship. Um, but on the spiritual platform, in that parakia, nothing is taken for granted. In, in marriage, there's obligations in the relationships. There are external, uh, there's external etiquette that is dictating duties from both husband and wife. Um, who are bound by vows to these duties and to this behavior. But in parakia, mm, there is no duty. There is no duty. In parakia, one has to conquer again and again. And this is a point that is essential, that we have to conquer Krishna again and again. Each time, each time with our service, 
we have to conquer Krishna again. We cannot think, oh yes, today I felt some bliss in service. Yes, now, now I'm breaking through. Now I'm getting finally out of this vaidhi bhakti, these rules and regulations. Now I'm going to the spontaneous platform. Now I'm going to the platform of, of actually having feelings in my, in my devotional service. No. One has to conquer again. Again. One cannot keep the ecstasy. Sometimes we're having a most ecstatic kirtan. And then the next night there's another kirtan. And then, you know, and tonight we're going to have a most ecstatic kirtan. And it may not happen. The same people, the same melodies, the same kirtan. And yet one night the ecstasy is there and the other night we just somehow or other, it's ecstatic, but we cannot really go to the same depth as before because it can never be taken for granted. We have to conquer again and again. We have to each time put in everything we have. And when we put in everything we have, then then Krishna will reciprocate. And only in that reciprocation, reciprocation right, may, uh, may ecstasy uh, be accessible, may suddenly taste be there, may suddenly love overflow from our hearts. It is, it is never to be taken for granted. And Krishna, uh, Krishna is never, uh, when Krishna is pleased, with our efforts, uh, that also cannot be taken for granted. I put some. That cannot be taken for granted because when Krishna is, is pleased, then he'll shower his mercy if he so desires. Um, so in this way, parakiya, parakiya is about conquering Krishna. And, and that comes out in the Prema Vivarta from Jagadananda uh, Pandit. I have only sampled the book for you. I have not given a complete synopsis or an overview. Maybe I'll do that later when I actually, uh, after having transcribed this lecture, maybe uh, I'll and, 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 and use the transcript as the foundation for a book, then maybe in the book I'll add a little synopsis of the uh, of the Premivivarta, so we get an overview as well. Um, in this way, uh, these lectures are only here to whet your appetite for more that is coming, because these lectures that we now are daily are doing are meant to become the foundation of a book after the lectures are transcribed. We'll sort of condense them and then I will add many, many various quotes that are relevant to the point I'm making and in this way enrich the information to another level. And in that way, I hope that if Krishna allows me that one day I will be able to produce a very nice book 
for you, which will still take it to a level beyond what we are sharing now in the lectures that are going on at the moment. All right, my time is up. I thank you very much. Hare Krishna.